Starting five time here on The Drive with Tim Donnelly on 99.9 The Fan. By the way, we are live from ACC kickoff here in Charlotte uh, and, and going strong here. Let's start with number five. Saquon signed. It, 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 yeah, it's it, it's like, how do we get here? Right, you 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 hated each other, right? So much for that Zoom call. So much for oh, I might just say bleep them and not play. Uh, that's my leverage. Turns out, you didn't think you had much leverage because you essentially took the franchise tag that they were asking you to sign prior to that podcast. Um, <laughs> do you know what this kind of reminds me of? It, it, it reminds me of, and I don't even know if I've actually ever experienced this, but I feel like I've seen it in movies, so it's you know it's like I have, where a couple, they're like screaming at each other, right? They hate each other. They leave. Uh, the 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 lady in the relationship slams the door and says she's never coming back, and the the guy follows her out into the rain, right? And they and everybody else stays inside and is like, oh geez, I wonder what's going to happen to them. Then they don't see him for the rest of the night. They show back up the next day. What do they say? We got married. And everyone's like, <laughs> whoa, how did that happen? Worked it out. Last time I saw you on and on and on, right? It's like Saquon was, was I mean, Saquon is, is a crafted brand, right? He is endorser. He is like like uh, one of the, the golden personalities of the NFL. And he was on a podcast dropping language at the Giants. And uh, all, all it took was, you know, a day or two, and suddenly he's like, nah, we made up. I signed. I'm going to play this year. First day of training camp, I'm going to be there with everybody else. It's like, whoa, where did, how did the, what did the, but that's exactly what he's doing. And I know it's not exactly the franchise tag. It's still a one-year deal. It's essentially the same amount of money. He has an opportunity to make 900 k in difficult-to-reach incentives, and he gets $2 million up front rather than the entire uh, 10.09 million in game checks, which would be he'd get one seven or one eighteenth of it each week of the NFL season. He gets two million up front. That's the big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's a big enough difference for me to go from like you, you bleep you to yeah, I'll sign and be there day one. But uh, but it was enough for Saquon. So Giants fans everywhere rejoice. Uh, Brian Dable, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, the band is back together uh, for your your surprise playoff run a season ago. Let's get to number four. We are the four horsemen. Tony D'Angelo signs with the Canes. We've talked about it a few times, but the the vibe to me is in a vacuum, right? If if you take out of the, the if take out of account all of the context, right? The near misses with making it to the Stanley Cup final that the the Canes have suffered in recent years. The the other moves that were made, Dmitry Orlov in, in, involved. Like the if you take all of that away, I really like this move because Tony D'Angelo is a player who uh, was surprised, like uh, in a surprising fashion, put on the market. Right, he was bought out by Philly. Uh, he did not cost a ton, 1.65 million roughly, and he has had success in Carolina recently. It was, you know, it was 2021, I believe. Uh, kind of that 2020-2021 season, the, the last time he was around. So, you know, Rod Brindamore knows that that he can use Tony D'Angelo in a way that uh, will be effective. Uh, I'll, quite a few of the teammates that are still around know that he'll fit into their locker room. And he's younger than you think. I, I was talking about it with Dennis uh, earlier today. Uh, 
27 feels like 37 for or 32 for for Tony D'Angelo. Mm -hmm. So he's still young enough to, to, you know, make a big impact. You're not expecting a decline in skills. All of that is good. All of that makes sense. I like all of that. But the problem is it's not in a vacuum. There are other things going on. There are uh, wants and needs at other parts of the team that I think should be more quickly addressed. There, there, there are other things. And uh, if they don't end up acquiring a forward, maybe by trading a, a, a Pesci, Brett Pesci, if they don't end up acquiring a forward, then I'm going to look at this deal and say, I don't like it. If they do acquire a forward and that kind of, you know, that itch gets scratched, then I think I'll go back to, to liking the Tony D'Angelo deal, just like I'll go back to liking the, the Dimitri Orlov signing. And, you know, I'll probably even like the Michael Bunting signing more, knowing that it's it's the the secondary addition to the forward rather than the, the primary as it stands right now, because it's the only. Uh, but Tony D'Angelo signs with the Canes. He's back for uh, Rod Brindamore and crew. Number three. One, two, three. Earlier today, here at ACC kickoff in Charlotte, uh, the day kicks off. I think the, the workroom for the media opens at 7 a.m. The day really, and the event really kicks off. Actually, the event, uh, there was a dinner last night for those that were in town. Uh, we drove up this morning. So, so the event kicked off yesterday, but the event really kicks off when the ACC commissioner speaks at the podium in the big conference room with everybody paying attention. Jim Phillips, the ACC commissioner, did that. If you were hoping and or expecting and or interested in his comments on the Northwestern situation because he is involved as a former athletic director of Northwestern, uh, there was not much. Uh, he read briefly a portion of the statement that he had released a few days ago. And then he said, due to pending litigation, he cannot comment further. And that was kind of it, right? Uh, all the, the journalists that asked questions uh, respected that. And, and he moved on to, to the more pressing, or not more pressing, but other, uh, I shouldn't say more pressing, right? There's some serious allegations going on up there. That's, mm -hmm. That would be the most pressing. But then he moved on to the, the other things addressing uh, the future of the ACC and ACC football and, and everything else that goes along with it. I will right now, as part of the opening drive, which is presented by Window Nation here on The Drive with Tim Donnelly on 99.9 The Fan, uh, I will update you a bit on the Northwestern situation quickly uh, just because this, this broke this afternoon. Um, Northwestern put out a statement saying that uh, they will not be sending players to Big Ten Media Day. Uh, it had been discussed for several days, um, and it was kind of – it made sense – yeah, uh, the the coach, the interim coach, David Braun, will still attend. Um, and I think that's just Northwestern understanding that uh, it's not the players jobs to field those questions. And they would be given those questions often. Uh, David Braun, as the interim head coach, is maybe more equipped and quite honestly, is probably more in the know. Right. He's in more conversations. He's he's better educated, better informed on what is going on at Northwestern from a a. Uh, administration standpoint so he should be the one to to speak for the program it, it, it also removes the possibility of the players saying something or or uh you know getting caught in the moment and saying something that they would regret right i have no problem with anybody saying their truths and all those sorts of things 
But if a player gets gets twisted up and, and says the wrong thing, that that's just not fun for anybody. So Northwestern not sending their players to Big Ten Media Day. That's the update. And uh, and like I said, we didn't get much of an update from Jim Phillips on his role in any of those situations. What we did get from Jim Phillips, the ACC commissioner here at ACC kickoff, is a whole bunch of comments on uh, the future of the ACC, including the revenue gap. When it comes to the grant of rights media deal, why is that important? Well, because the SEC and the Big Ten are making a lot more money. When it comes to the future of the program and can you remain competitive? Well, that's because the SEC and the Big Ten are making a lot more money. And, and there was a specific point that struck me while listening to it, right? I'm in the room, I'm watching Jim Phillips talk. And as he said it, I went, I disagree with that. Like it was, it was instinctual. It was a reflex. Yeah. He said, most people look at it like we're chasing dollars, chasing an amount. We need to look at it as chasing success. That was his, again, and I'm, I might be paraphrasing a little bit, but the chasing dollars not being what he wants us to focus on and chasing success, what he wants to focus on, that he said. And my first thought was one of those things follows the other, right? And and it's, it's not, well, actually, it's kind of a chicken or the egg, but one of those you can control uh, beyond like anybody else, right? You can control how much money you spend on athletics. You can control how much money you go out and fundraise. You can control how many deals you sign, what endorsements you bring in, what sponsorships you sign. You can control that. Winning, you can try to control, but the problem is there's another team over there on the other side trying to control it as well. So if it's a chicken or the egg situation, right? And like, if you win, the money will follow. But if you spend a bunch of money, the winning will follow. And you got to kind of get in that that cycle to really to really set something up special. I would start with the money, right? If it, that's the way to do it, right? I would start with the money because starting with the winning isn't that easy. No, it's not. Right? It's there's there's someone else, right? Every single. Every single game you go into, you're going to win or you're going to lose. That's what Vince Lombardi would say that. Uh, You're going to win or you're going to lose. Well, guess what? You can wake up every single day and and raise some kind of money. I don't care if it's a dollar, right? You can wake up every single day and find a way to spend more money in your program. So I don't know if it's thinking about chasing dollars or thinking about chasing success. I think you wake up chasing them both, right? It's the... The, you ready for this? This is like a speech that a coach would give you before uh, training camp. Ready? Every day, the gazelle wakes up knowing it has to outrun the fastest tiger. Every day, the tiger wakes up knowing it has to outrun the slowest gazelle. Either way, you better wake up running. Mm-hmm. Right? Either way, like I don't care if you're chasing success. I don't care if you're chasing money. Either way, every day you better wake up and chase money because that's going to lead to the success, yeah. right? It's like if you're if you're money motivated, if if you're you're success motivated, it all starts in the same place. So I didn't necessarily agree uh, with the way he 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 put it. I'll add this in also. Phillips used this term: "Our athletes are students, not employees." Mm. That's another thing you hear around uh, college sports a lot, 
and and he he was using it in the sense of talking about the need for federal NIL NIL laws. Our athletes are students, not employees. I think it might be best to start treating them like employees. Or at, that, or, or at least employees of someone else, right? They're, they're the ones that generate the revenue. They, Let's be real. They, <laughs> they, I mean, a lot more than a lot of other employees at, at, the, at the, the universities. But what I mean by treating them as employees of someone else is um, he doesn't want, and he said this, uh, name, image, and likeness deals to be inducements. Mm-hmm. And what he meant by that was uh, he doesn't want the name, image, and likeness deals to be attached to attending a certain university. So it can't be, hey, we'll give you $500,000 a year, but you have to play four years at such and such a school. I want to say, why not? Right? You could say they're not employees of the school, but if you're accepting $500,000 a year from some other entity, I think you're kind of, you know, it's, it's best if you can be treated as an employee of that other entity. And think about it like any other job, right? I moved around a ton growing up. Right. Uh, my grandparents were in Wake Forest as kind of home base for a lot of us during the, the early part of my childhood. But I was living in Florida. I was living in New Jersey. I was living in Hawaii. And guess why? Because my dad's employer said, these are the places you're going to live if you would like to remain employed. Right. That's that happens in the real world. So what what is the problem with a name, image and likeness collective or a company that they're endorsing saying, hey, Drake May, we would love to endorse you. We want to give you $500,000 a year. Uh, the only problem is to work for us, you're going to have to live in Chapel Hill. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's why I moved around a lot as a kid because that was told. What's like, why d- can the inducements not be a part of it? And also, what about Jim Phillips makes him believe that uh, inducements haven't been happening for a long time? I mean, we we get the flash to yeah. social media, and I'm not the I, I, the he, the huh the laugh mm-hmm. from Dennis right there yeah. made me think uh, you're going to like the under the table payments. Oh yeah, and it's like, let's be honest. I wasn't even going there, but yes, th- let's be honest. But that's not where I was going. I was going with uh, I know how much Alabama's facilities cost. Yeah, their recent renovations were 188 million. Do you think that might have been an inducement to get players to go there? Like the the the. The money has always been spent on recruiting, which is inducements. It's just if any of the money ends up in cash form in the pocket of the players, suddenly everyone's got problems with it, right? The inducement was uh, was always there. I don't I don't like when all of a sudden opinions change when the money hits hits the players. Yeah, it's like oh everything was fine until the money got to the players. Now all of a sudden we have like really nuanced opinions on what needs to be stopped. Why? Signing bonuses for coaches, right? Large buyouts. All of that is inducements to get coaches on campus. But if we induce a player, that's not going to happen. I just don't like how any of that, any of that even like smells from afar. You don't have to get up close and get a real whiff of it from afar. I don't like that. Let's go to number two. Just the two of us. I thought about doing a mini starting five within the starting five. Okay. Of just Panthers because... Today there was a, it was moving day. It was so there was a lot of Panthers news coming out. A lot uh, of guys with luggage. But it's it's of the news that is like mini, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's so and so drove up in a Lamborghini. Uh, it was a JC Horn Lamborghini SUV. 
I didn't even know those existed. Wow. Drove up, right? Like mini news. It's okay. interesting. It's kind of a wow. But, Good on them. But mini news. Uh, Bryce Young turns 22 today. 22 years old Bryce Young. Get that young man some cake. He'll be the, the youngest week one starting QB in Panthers history. Best in Cam Newton. Fun fact, right? Yeah. But I'm going to throw this out there. This should, in, in, a, little, in a little way, uh, inform how we, we treat Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. He's 22 years old. This is his first job out of college. Think about how you felt walking into, like, the first real job you had out of college. Yeah. Right? A little bit of fake it till you make it. A little bit of, are they going to find out I don't know what I'm doing? A little bit of, of, am I ready for this? A little bit of, can I skip the lecture classes or do I have to show up? Oh, no, wait, this is a real job and they're paying me to be here. And, mm-hmm. I, and I can't do that sort of, like, is this an 8 a.m.? They're like, yeah, yeah it's an 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. <laughs> like, <laughs> What are you talking about? The only difference is, right, most of us are in entry-level positions in our first job out of college, to which the veterans in the office, right, the those of them that have been there for decades, don't depend on us, on us much for a while, right? It's like the, the greenhorn, right? Uh, well, we're going to hopefully in six months we can give him medial tasks and, and remedial tasks, and maybe he'll be able to handle them. Bryce Young, first job out of college, has a billion, billion-dollar industry on his shoulders so if he has a couple moments where his inexperience flashes remember that july 25th when everyone else was moving into to training camp he was turning 22 years old mm-hmm. right and I, I saw someone that said uh, uh he was he had his press conference today right they all did kind of these outdoor informal press conferences and he was bryce young and if you've ever heard bryce young interact with the media very polished answers every question very well uh, and, and the comment just said, he has to be the most polite NFL player. And I'm like, yeah, polished, very polite, very true. Also, it's 22 years old, right? There's there's probably an element of everybody around him seems like an elder, right? It's like you, you defer a little bit. At a certain point, he's going to recognize, uh, you know, all of them are my peers, right? There's there's an element of, uh, you know, it's, it's weird calling – Actually, you know what, Dennis, let me ask you. The first time you had like a 40-year-old coworker, and I know 40 isn't that old, but it, it seems old when you're 21. Uh, okay. And then all of a sudden it doesn't, and you're like, wait a second. <laughs> uh, but the first time you had like a like a 40 or a 50 or, heck, 60-year-old coworker that like you interacted with a lot and you became close with, mm-hmm. did you want to call him like Mr.? Like Mr. Williams? Right. Was Sir, it was ma'am. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Was it strange to go like and they're going like call me Fred? And it's it's a little weird, right? Yeah. It is. Like that's where bit. Bryce Young is right now. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy to me because he's also going into being the most important person most important person in a uh business that was purchased for billions of dollars recently. And that's just you know, little just a little context, right? Uh, another thing that happened here, and I think we have some sound, uh, GM Scott Fitterer talked to the uh, the, the media uh, for the Panthers, and, and he talked about the Brian Burns contract negotiation and where that stands. And what has the conversation been with him? Yeah, th- those will be ongoing conversations. You know, there's no timeline to it. Uh, they've been, you know, good conversations. Uh, he's represented by a great agent. And, um, you know, it's not like we have to say, hey, listen, it has to be done by this time or that time. We'll just keep talking, and when the time's right, and you know that we make a deal where it's right for him and right for us, uh, 
that'd be great. He's a big part of the organization. We'd be excited to have him. You know, we love having Brian around. He's really grown as a leader, not just as a player, but as a leader. He's, he's matured, and uh, he's one of those guys that you just love being around. Is it fair to say that he's a better fit? One, one of the interesting parts about this is it feels like one of those situations where everything's going smooth, everything's going smooth until it's not, right? The, the, we, Brian Burns is not going to hold out because then he's getting fined. Uh, but at the same time, he very obviously wants a new deal. The conversations are ongoing. So it's it's now that you're at the facility, now that you're there for training camp, are you practicing? Or are you holding in? Now that you're, do you, do you leave if you don't like the way things are going? Uh, do you make a statement and say, I don't negotiate in season, which sometimes players do, and say, I just want to focus on this, which pushes the problem into next offseason. There's a few ways this could go haywire. But yes, for everything Scott Fitter said, for right now, the Brian Burns negotiations are smooth. They're okay. There's no big problems. And then the final bit of kind of mini uh, list here, just involving the Panthers in our starting five. Uh, Miles Sanders spoke to the media. He was not on the Zoom call with the other running backs hmm. talking about the future of the position. Makes y sense. Yesterday we talked about it, and I said, I can't find any mention of Miles Sanders on the call. Now, that didn't mean that he wasn't on the call. It just meant literally nobody mentioned him. And uh, it turns out he wasn't, and that's good for the Panthers, right? That, that means he's he's comfortable, right? He's not looking around going, uh, well, you know, I guess our position is drastically underpaid, and we need to fight. He's looking around going, well, I got other things to deal with. It's not my priority, which is good for the Panthers. And finally, here on the starting five, presented by Window Nation, on the drive with Tim Donnelly, let's get to numero uno. The one. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. We're here with Coach Pete, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, let's hear about your power plan. Well, Coach Pete's power plan, 22 steps to get you on the right direction for retirement. And also make sure you have a successful, income-filled retirement. Tim, the next 10 people are going to give that away. No cost or obligation. For the power plan, call 800-691-3215. You can also go ahead and text Tim to 600-700. The phone number, 800-691-3215. 3215 or text Tim to 600-700. Jim Harbaugh, is it officially official yet? We, we need to get the official double stamp, a triple stamp. Uh, but all of the reports are saying Jim Harbaugh will be suspended for the first four games for Michigan uh, due to recruiting violations. Now, that is interesting on a national level for a bunch of reason, reasons, right? Uh, some are reporting that Jim may have misled the NCAA investigators a bit. Uh, some may say that, uh, this could impact maybe a college football playoff committee decision if there's a tie of some sort. Uh, but here in North Carolina, we say, does this make Michigan more susceptible to an upset by ECU yeah. week one mm -hmm. in the big house? Maybe Michigan's first four games are all at home with three against teams from the group of five hmm. and they go in order ECU. UNLV, Bowling Green, and then on September 23rd, they finally get to their conference schedule and they host Rutgers, a team that finished four and eight last season. Might as well be a mid-level group of five schools. Exactly. Let's be they, they would be, they probably would, wouldn't be the favorite against the top tier of group of five schools. So we, we, we could put that there. Um, I think actually like the number one upset chance would be ECU because, yeah. because it's the first game. So mm -hmm. there's a bit of unpredictability. Our impredictability. Uh, there's, there's, uh, ECU has a new quarterback, so there'll be a bit of of mystery there. 
And also, it'll be them trying to figure out life without Jim Harbaugh. Now, Jim Harbaugh, I believe, will still be able to coach at practice, which is kind of ridiculous. Uh, he just won't be able to be there on the field during games or in the booth during games. So essentially, uh, the suspension is kind of just a bunch of Saturdays off for Jim Harbaugh, where he gets to watch in his man cave rather than it get all stressed at a game. Yeah. But, uh, but I assume he'll be throwing things and smashing pillows and punching couches. Um, but as long as whoever's the assistant acting head coach and, and, you know, as long as they don't mess up timeouts at the end of the game, they won't even know he's gone. That's a very good point. He doesn't call plays. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at the designery.com and welcome back into charlotte the location for acc kickoff uh, we're gonna be live here throughout the day Four here on the drive with tim seconds. donnelly on 99.9 the fan joining us now miles brooks safety georgia tech uh first of all thank you for taking the time second of all there's a there's some some uh High praise out there for you coming into this year. 6'2", 192-pound defensive back, flying around, come back with uh, you know the most productive PFF grades on the team and all of that. With, with, with yourself being your toughest critic, what do you want to improve on coming into this year and, and heading into a, another season with, with Georgia Tech? Uh, just the way I approached the game. You know, I feel like that was what benefited me the most last year, my approach and my preparation. Uh, so just you know, stacking on top of that, you know, it, it got me to where it got me last year. Hopefully, it can get me even farther this year. And and with that, that kind of preseason hype comes some whispers about some NFL interest. Are are you uh, thinking of it as an audition, even to, to do some of those things you just mentioned and make sure everybody knows what you bring to the table for the next level? Uh, in a sense, but kind of how I try to look at things right now. Everything's about the team, mm. and everything I try to do is for for my team and my teammates, my coaches, things like that. Uh, so. In a sense, it is an audition, you know, but I'll get there when I get there. LaMiles Brooks, safety, Georgia Tech, connecting with us live here at ACC kickoff. The, the other thing that's very interesting, and this is a very 2023 question, right? If you played football 10 years ago, you didn't have to answer this. <laughs> but when there's, when there's a new coaching regime, and, and I know that Coach Key was at the, the interim last year, right. but obviously it's, it's a transition, a lot of new coaches on the staff. Uh, when the portal is so prevalent, why stay at Georgia Tech? Uh, opportunities that... I benefit from outside of football. Mm. You know, I've been afforded a lot of opportunities, you know, to go to Ireland, community mm. service opportunities, Washington, D.C. for ACC Unity Tour, things like that. Uh, the illustrious degree that I, I'll be receiving here in December, things like that. It's, it, for me, it was bigger than football. Congratulations on, on being, being on track to get that in December. Uh, to go back to Coach Key kind of taking over, what's the biggest difference between the, the program as it was under the previous regime and what it's becoming now under Coach Key? Uh, I would say the attention to details. You know, he's preaching 
us being focused on the little things, you know, the little things add up over time, whether that's positive, positively or negatively. Uh, so I'd probably say the little things and then as well as the fire and desire that, you know, myself as well as my teammates have while playing under him and things like that. You know, it's, it's something I've never seen before and it's amazing to be a part of. LaMiles Brooks, safety, Georgia Tech, connecting with us here at ACC kickoff. Uh, a lot of hype this year in the ACC around some of the, the quarterbacks, whether right. the, the ones returning or the ones that are, are taking over. They just seems to be a, a little bit more sizzle for the quarterbacks as a defensive back. And some of them are on your schedule, by the way. Uh, as a defensive back, what, what does that do for, for your motivation? What are you trying to establish once the season begins? Uh, I look at... Every, it, it depends on who the quarterback is, to be honest. And I kind of try to prepare the same for, for each guy mm. and things like that based on, you know, their offensive coordinator, how, to, how they run things. It's an amazing opportunity to be able to face these quarterbacks this season. A lot of them uh, will be in the NFL at some point, things like that. So in a sense, that's kind of my audition, things mm. like that. You know, seeing how I fare up against, you know, great quarterbacks as well as great receivers and offensive coordinators. This is live, the drive from uh, ACC kickoff here in Charlotte on 99.9 The Fan. Uh, I played college football, and I contend that, that nobody knows the quarterbacks on the team better than the defensive backs that go up against them. Right. Uh, we're talking seven-on-seven seven in the offseason, which I'm sure you've done a ton of. We're talking spring ball. We're talking everything going on. Your, your, your quarterback situation is one that's going to get a lot of scrutiny this preseason. Give me not, not like a ranking or anything like that, but give me the breakdown of styles. Like, what, what are these guys bringing to the table? Uh, they both bring a, a, a great arm. Mm. Obviously, you know, they wouldn't be playing quarterback. <laughs> um, the mindset that both of them have is, is tremendous. You know, Haynes coming in from A&M, you know, he's had some experience and things like that. Uh, but honestly, the love that they have for each other is something I've never seen before. You know, two, mm. two quarterbacks, you know, obviously they play the same position and things like that, trying to get on the field. It, it, it's different. And, you know, they'll both be on the field this year and things like that. So it'll be exciting to see both of them. Once again, that was LaMiles Brooks, safety, Georgia Tech uh, rising junior, contributor on the, uh, the defense over there for him. LaMiles, thank you very much for taking the time. Thank you for having me. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate.